Dutch is a lifelong early adopter and trend discoverer. Chris is a philosopher, engineer, and futurist. Together, they are oddly incorrect. Hey, hello, hello. There it is. Hey, man, can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. <laughs> Great, because my system was saying, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. But obviously, it's just my system not being able to listen, not not you. You can hear me okay, right? I can hear you fine. You you sound like you got your, your good mic on today. Oh, it's uh, every day is a different day, mic-wise. Mic <laughs> I realized I realized today that uh, we, we just do audio. So I'm like, why am I bothering doing the uh, all of the shenanigans to to look decent? I, I guess I could just I could just schlub around and wear my well. Now I don't know if you've gone into your your thing since you pay for this. You, you we need to figure out how we could be doing this live. Of course, I'm not ready to do it live because I'm schlubbed out today too. So. <laughs> But from what I've heard, man, I am I am ready to go. I I do you know you know me. I do videos, so I can I can go live anytime. Yeah, you're 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 Mister uh, uh, Video. Let's see, what do you want to call it? Uh, what do they call it? Photogenic. So you're videogenic. <laughs> well, I am not videogenic. I I I have not learned the charisma of the camera yet. Oh, I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. I've seen some people. <laughs> I'm sure that you can. I look. I don't compare that. myself to anybody. I just, I just know that whenever people start finding you charismatic, they start being attracted to you. And if I were really charismatic, I wouldn't be sitting here alone in the dark in Abilene, Texas. <laughs> Dude, welcome to the land of the lockdown. We're all alone in the dark. <laughs> well, I, I don't know that that's. I, I don't get out enough to know what it's really like. I mean, I, the only uh, the only thing I really see is that the traffic looks like it's back to normal. Yeah. But as it's far as going to stores, yeah, but I'm about to find out so because I'm, I'm about to move back into California. So, no way. What are you doing? Uh, well, I'm, Everyone's I'm, leaving California. Why are you coming back? Are I'm coming back. Lost your to, marbles? <laughs> To Grass Valley, I have. Uh, I have oh my God, off, Grass Valley! I love Grass Valley. I love I Grass have, Valley. I have. Uh, I have a long. Uh, I've known her longer than I've known you, but only by about four years, mm -hmm. um, or maybe not even that long. Uh, two, maybe two or three years. Um, she's just finished building a house, and she, and she's okay with me moving in for a little while. Nice. While I, while I figure out what's going on, and I'm like. Okay, well, at least I won't be homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Spitting distance, man. Grass Valley is not that far, although it is outside of the 150-mile uh, radius uh, quarantine zone that we have. <laughs> you heard okay, okay. That, right? since you're since you're asking, <laughs> since you're, hmm, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, because what I want to do is go get Rosa and then go to Yosemite in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, that's too far, man. You can't. You, uh, They're not good. Again, <laughs> it, it, probably by the time you get here, it'll be it'll be lifted. It's like three weeks. I think they're only okay. putting this in for three weeks. So hopefully. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it's likely I won't get there until middle January or early February. Uh, I think I'm not I sure. think you'll be good by then. Yeah. I think you'll be by good then, by the, by the, then, whoever's going to be president will have been inaugurated, we hope. And. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hey, does does Trump have to go through a second inauguration? I forget. Does that happen yes. twice? Yes. Yes, oh, okay. it, yes. it does. So they do. He, he it doesn't. He doesn't just go on, right? No. So it's like, oh, okay. They, it, it's um, and that's a good point. I've never really actually thought about it, but you know, you get you get uh, Lincoln's second inaugural address. That's like a a keystone in political literature. Uh, not as good as Gettysburg Address, but it's it's still up there. Yeah. Um, I think Washington had a second inaugural address, and you know, and you kind of lost track of FDR. He had so many of them, you don't even know anymore. So. Yeah. Didn't he like do like four or five addresses? He did four. <laughs> he, he had four of them. Um, that they changed the rules so they can only do like one at a time, like twice, twice two. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is so funny that they did it for the president, but they didn't do them do it for themselves. I wonder yeah. how that happened. 
Well, they had Smartmatic voting machines back then, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I I I cannot even imagine. I mean, my my friends on on one side of the spectrum are going nuts, and they think yeah. I'm the nut. I'm I'm watching all yeah. this stuff, and they're they're going through so many hoops mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. believe what they want to believe, and I'm like, uh, you know, if, if we're wrong, you know. I, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I, you know, I was, it's not that big a deal to be wrong. I've, I've been wrong most of my life. Otherwise, I wouldn't be sitting here in the dark, non-charismatic in Abilene, Texas. <laughs> Am I, I'm no, working on I my mean, comic, my comedic callbacks. Did that do a good job? <laughs> that was that was great. <laughs> Too bad we don't have a studio audience. We need a studio audience. That's why. We'd be funny. We'd be funny. We should do live streaming whenever when we get to California. Because I, I talked to Rose and I was, I, I, I'd done some research and I've come to find out that she's not going to she um, optic optical or, or uh, fiber is not going to be available in her area, which is kind of a disappointment. But it it actually made me think that as more optic uh, optical cable or fiber is available to other people, that means the load on the regular wires is going to be reduced and the speeds ought to go up there yeah. too wouldn't you oh, the think? speeds are actually pretty good the speeds are pretty good we got to make sure you get a decent decent box though so i just traded in my so i i i dumbly see this is like pre-covid thinking uh pre-covid thinking i thought i was going to be doing a lot of traveling so i bought right. a small thin super powered ultra portable dell like the xps 13 supposedly the top of the top of the line Dell machines because I thought, oh, I'm going to be traveling and I'm going to do this and that. And all of a sudden COVID hit and like, oh man, I'm just sitting at my desk all day long. And I realized this thing is underpowered. So I said, screw that. I'm going to go out and buy a uh, gaming machine because I need it. I don't need it for gaming, but I need it for uh, just like doing a million things at once. And I went out and bought uh, Legion 5. I don't know if you've heard of this, Lenovo's gaming laptops. No, no, I'm Gaming, I'm not. I'm not in the gaming PC world. I, I'm yeah. like sticking my toe in it. But go ahead. Yeah, but uh, and this thing is amazing. I mean, it's it it is fast. So it's about as fast as my last machine. But the fact is that it's got so much horsepower that it can do. It's the it's the parallel processing, right? So I can have a hundred things going on at once, and it barely barely uh, lags. Right. Whereas the other one, you know, you have like more than two or three things going on at once and it, it started lagging. So it was great for travel. But if you're just going to be sitting at your desk in the dark, like we all are right now, uh, you know, why not? Right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, so, so I would highly recommend I highly recommend a gaming machine for for your next machine. If so you, if is you need is machine. it a laptop or is it a, uh, a laptop? It's a it's laptop. A laptop. Okay. It's a laptop, but it's got it's got all of the goodies for gaming, right? So it's got a really good graphics card. It's got decent. It's got good memory. It's got a terabyte hard drive. It's got a it's got solid state drive and a terabyte hard drive, and it doesn't have a touch screen, which I hardly ever use anyway. And it's got all the other bells and whistles, and it was like under a thousand bucks. And I'm like, wow, this is actually pretty good. My uh, my wife got one and she loves it. So I thought I'd try it for a while. I tried it for a bit and I said, yeah, this is not much faster. But then I realized, you know what, this is, it's just that it's in the, it's in the given it load thing. It's like, if you're just doing one thing at a time, almost every machine is pretty fast. But when you start loading it up with multiple things going on at once, like you're doing video processing and then you're doing Zoom, right. Zoom sucks a lot of juice when you're doing uh, video. So once you do, uh, once you start doing all that, you really need the horsepower of a gaming gaming machine so 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 now that you're set up we we could be doing this on let's see twitch or what's it discord we could be doing this live on twitch or discord because of and i uh, i really need to kind of pay attention there is i haven't heard too much of happening on on discord twitch man we got to do it on twitch in fact, okay. I just interviewed somebody last week who uh, uh, she said she got married uh, over Twitch. 
And I said, wow, that's, that's great. I love that. I love this. I love, I love, you know, tell me about it. So she told me a little bit of story about how she, she met her husband and then she, they, they had to organize a wedding during the times of COVID. So they basically did it all on Twitch. They had like a few people locally and then everybody else just attended over Twitch. And I'm like, yeah, that, no, that's the way to do it. So it's like, that's what we should do. We should just do it on Twitch. Why not? Sure. Right. Yeah, well, if we're going to go live, we might as well do it because it's essentially a streaming platform. Yes. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't spend a lot of time. I know what I know about Twitch and, and I don't know a lot about steam. I'm just, that's, that's my toe getting in. I've yeah. got a, I've got a discord server somehow, whatever all that stuff is. I've got one, but yeah. I haven't paid for it. Yeah. So I'm like, how do, how do they give me one? It's, it must be a virtual disc or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, you are in the know. You are obviously in the know. <laughs> I think I understand how servers work a little bit. Uh, it's, so basically, they're the it's client server, client server, and I'm the client. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, so so my guess is they have set up some kind of mega thing with AWS somewhere, and we're just we're behind we're behind the firewall between them and AWS. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, AWS. I mean, uh, they used to be independent, right? And then Amazon bought them. So they're, they just I, got you know, I don't know. So I don't know that relation. What I think, what I think happened is they realized that they were putting in so much server form and they had so much uh, additional memory and processing power that they, they, they decided to develop the web services. Because from what I've, what I've been able to track down, that's how the cloud actually got put in play. Well, in no. Well, yes and no. So it's like Amazon themselves. They some smart guy at Amazon. I don't right. think it was Bezos said, yeah. "Hey, we've got all these servers. Why don't we just start selling server to space? Server space. Server, and, not, well, not even server space. They're selling processing power, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I mean, Salesforce really are the, were the ones to. Uh, they were the ones that the took it to cloud. Of of cloud. Period. And the beauty, what AWS did, which is really smart, was that they just compartmentalized the whole, the whole infrastructure piece became go to a website, slap down your credit card, and boom, you've got virtual everything, virtual right. servers, virtual drive space, virtual, virtual, virtual. And if you want to, if you need more uh, capacity, you just go in and change the dial, right? And Turn you it know, up. I, so uh, I was looking at using AWS for like my web host for my web hosting. Yeah. And I'm, it, it sounds like I could be web, web hosting off of that thing for like 10 cents for a year. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. So is it, is it truly, see, that's the thing I couldn't get. Is it truly that cheap? Yes. Yes. But so are yeah, you doing but. anything with it at all? <laughs> No, no, I have my, all my stuff at uh, Bluehost because I need uh, the additional infrastructure on top because ju I just use WordPress for all my other sites. Right, right. Uh, uh, but I do sense. have, I am working on a stealth startup right now and that is on AWS. Uh, so anything, okay. that has, anything that's got some kind of functionality, um, you can, I use AWS. But 99% of the time when you go to a vendor anyway, they're probably already on AWS lower in the stack. See, well, I figured that's what's going on. It's, that's why I was saying we're behind the firewall between the vendor and, and, and yeah. AWS. I mean, Zoom uh, may, even, may, Zoom may even be on AWS. Who knows? Could, we might, it could make it. The recording right now might actually be on AWS. Yeah. Oh, well. So, <laughs> so before we get off of the tech stuff, I came across a deal and I'm going to tell you about it. And maybe it's a deal, maybe it's not, but right. it, it looked like a really good deal. Mm -hmm. Lifetime five terabyte for $77. That's really good. That's what I thought too. That's really good. <laughs> Where so, are you getting that? Are you sure it's lifetime? How long is that going to last? It's, it's, well, I, yeah, I know. It's like Ginsu knives. <laughs> Uh, so you got to be so. How long's how long's a lifetime? Well, at five terabyte for seventy seven dollars because now I can. What I'm is and I just did it right before you before we got on the call. So I'm going to upload my PC first, and then I'm going to drain my my uh, external drive drive so I can, so they'll be empty, 
And well, you know, I uh, I don't I don't I actually have a uh, device. I don't. I mean, I have cloud. I've I've got everything. I've got cloud. Oh, I don't I imagine. Have, I have I have a lot of stuff on cloud, and I have. But I also have my own four terabyte drive here, which costs like uh -huh. one hundred fifty bucks or something like that. So yeah. I just I just drop stuff up on there. I have I have things backed up everywhere because <laughs> just in case. <laughs> well, so 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 I, I looked at it and I said, okay, five terabytes. I'm, I'm, uh, I think I have two one terabyte external drives. I think that's, I think that's where it is. And I said, okay, I can load those up. I can load up my laptop and that should still leave me with at least two terabytes. Yeah. And the reason I, uh, the, re the calculus is going in there is because I'm, I'm trying to learn to be a video, uh, uh, drone pilot. Oh, nice. Which is a totally, oh man, <laughs> 64 year old neurons and thumbs and eye hand, it's not eye hand coordination, it's eye thumb coordination. Dude, is this uh, not all automated now? Can't you just like say, you know, hey, destroy that? <laughs> well, it's basically, yeah. If you look at the software that they use on iPads, you basically punch it in on the screen and your drone takes off and takes the pictures. Yeah. So you don't even really fly it; it's automated. But you yeah. got to have the software. But it, but at some point, you know, you need to kind of really know what your limitations of your of your remote object is. So I downloaded a video game for video racing. I mean, for drone racers, mm -hmm. and it has a it has a component that where you fly, where it teaches you how to fly a drone. It's, it's a nice. simulator, and. And I've made it through four exercises and I suck really bad. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I even went down to, to where I, load, there, I had to download something to make my play, PlayStation controller work with the software because it's mm -hmm. a setup for Xbox. And I, so I'm sitting here with my PlayStation thing and I'm like, this is the this is the wrong setup because go means up. <laughs> <laughs> on, on my left thumb, if you press it forward, it goes up. I'm used to pressing forward and it goes forward, and I'm like, okay, I, I got to really rewire my brain on this. So we're getting rewired. If you're using any kind of controller, any kind, of, I mean, that's what you parents don't really understand when they talk about gaming is. You have to nearly learn a new setup with every single game using the same controller. It yep. may or may not be the same, which is in some cases it's not. And you're learning yep. your neurons are firing to rebuild, you know, the the pathways between. And I'm like, that's only got to be a good thing. I, I yep. cannot see how that's a downside for me. I don't care. Oh yeah, they need to be out playing with kids. Screw that. They're yeah. working on their brains beyond what you can even fathom. So, you know. Uh, well, you know, we're all turning into those uh, giant brain things from Star Trek, right? The original series, the, 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 the um, what is it? The, uh, from the cage, the, those uh, Telosians, like the, the very uh, wimpy looking short. Is that the, uh, the, the little guy, the little guys that are telepathic? Yeah. Okay. We're, we're I, I had the vision in my mind. I'm like, okay, that's got to be the one. <laughs> we're like really small and uh weak but you know we can we can telepathically create all sorts of realities with our brains and stuff like that that's what oh, we're going to do anyway we evolving we've into. talked about this we do anyway <laughs> we do what if we're doing we, that we anyway? create all kind of possibilities with our brain anyway exactly exactly imagination that's what we're doing. It's imagination. You know, yeah, as long as much as you and I, you know, I, I'm on the creative, create creativity side, and you're yeah. on the innovation side. But it's all, it's all based on what your brain perceives. And in, I hate to go down that road because uh, I don't, I don't think it leads to a, a good place for humanity. But it, it, for creators, it leads to a really great place. It, it's is, all about yeah. perception. It's all about perception, and that's the funny thing because I, I I had a uh, I, I got into this interesting Facebook argument with a friend of mine who uh, now lives in Arkansas or something like that. She used to live in the San Francisco, and now she lives in Arkansas. And we were talking about uh, smartphones, right? Mm -hmm. And I was talking about how smartphones are awesome, 
and you know they and they're the best thing ever because they they, they you know within seconds you are tapped into all of the world's information right, right. You, know, you know everything moment in moments and i think this is a great thing and we should leverage that and we should do things like change we should change uh, exams, we should change, say, we should change education, we should change uh, job interviews, we should change all these things so that you don't have to remember anything anymore. All you have to do is have a, have a phone and have access to all this information. And she thought that was appalling, appalling. You need to have all this information in your head when you go into a job interview or you're going to an exam room. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We have to take this stuff for granted. It's like having a calculator. Like when you go into advanced calculus class uh, exams, don't they let you have a calculator? Right. So it's the same thing. I don't know. I never took advanced calculus. I never took calculus. No, period. I I recall when I went to college that uh, in some advanced math classes they let you bring in calculators, but not scientific calculators, just regular calculators, to speed things up. And I'm like, well, why can't we all use you know this beautiful tool that was invented by you know human beings? Okay to connect us to the rest of the world and just just assume that this thing's always going to be around. And if we're going to assume this thing's always going to be around, then that means we should, there's a lot of things that should change, right? So, you, so uh, you're Cyborgs. getting, you're, what's his name? Uh, what, it was big on the web is getting things done. What was it? Something Allen. David yeah, so you, Allen. David, yeah, David. okay. Yeah. Getting things done. So that's, you're, exact, you're in that mindset. Part of it. Part of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's in a mindset. You know, you got to know everything. I'm going to bring this. I'm going to bring this together because you're you're talking about something that Plato and Aristotle were really worried about whenever we became a, whenever Greek was becoming a literate society. Yeah, yeah. We, we you and I have talked about this before. I, I have a feeling that we we have talked about the problem with literacy versus the problems of mythology. And your friend from from um, and histories—that's the other side. Your friend is coming down on the side of history and mythology, and you're coming down on the side of literacy. Yep. Am I pretty close? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because because I don't think it's an either. I don't think this is an either or thing. I think it, it, this is one of those both and because. It, you mentioned in the original series. I'm going to go to Star Trek Next Generation and the Measure of the Man. Mm -hmm. Do you know the one? That's the yes. one where they tried. Intimately tried familiar data. with that episode. <laughs> Do what? I'm intimately familiar with that episode. Why are you intimately familiar with that episode? I'm intimately familiar with all episodes, man. <laughs> okay, you're you're. I'm no, okay I'm, with TOS. I, I'm okay with TOS. Okay, I love. Next generation. Uh, that, about, yeah, we were talking about mainlining CNN yesterday. Uh, last time, I may I mainline Star Trek, man. I okay. <laughs> so so I've got a, I've got a uh, and you're not the only Trekkie in my world and 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 I'm, I used to be bigger than I am now, but I don't think they have a really good series that I've. That to me they don't, they will not have anything that matches up to Next Generation. Well, next and, generation was is the gold standard. You are absolutely. Well, you know, right. you got so you got you got. I got people on on both sides of that because they they believe the original series was really attacking um, uh, the prejudices and the stuff that were you know the status quo. They were really going after it. Yeah. Next generation was not really they they had that, but it wasn't the same way. It was it was a. You know what? Uh, uh, Next generation, as far as I'm concerned, is very uh, libertarian. It's anti-collectivist. I can see that, and, and, and it comes with it comes with um, it comes down to when Picard says he says either engage or make it so. He doesn't. Yeah. He does not. He does not tell them how to do it, which is autocratic. And so, okay, let's finish Measure of a Man before, because we're about to go into another one that I, that I truly love. I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, Measure of the Man where um, Commander Riker and, Command, and uh, Captain Picard have to, have to defend Data as a sentient being. 
Correct. And my friend, uh, my friend in, in grad school was was the, the guy that turned me on to this. And in Plato, that is it is artistic versus inartistic argument. Mm -hmm. And Riker is straight down the line inartistic argument presenting dry facts and mm -hmm. not being creative. And Picard is creative. And that's and so so going to your friend, I'm trying to tie all this together. Going to your friend, keeping everything in mind, that's what Picard was doing. And Riker would be the one with the phone pulling up the data. That's that's where I see that. You yeah. have to have both of them. You have we to have absolutely them. have to have both of them. But that's see, the thing is, is that I think we, we talked about this before when it comes to education. It's like uh, the raw fact of calling up information is simply one piece of the puzzle. Right. The ability to critically think about that information and to present arguments and all that stuff. That's what we should be taught in school. Not the ability to call, like, remember things. Remembering things is like, we don't need to know that anymore. We should just. Well, uh, if so, so you and I, you and I probably both believe this. It's not what you know, it's how you have to know how to search. But if you don't yep. know how to search, you are lost. I mean, oh. I, I, my friends, for like 15 or 20 years, I would get people say, hey, uh, do you know anything about so-and-so? And I became their Google for a long time. <laughs> and what did I do? I go over to Google and Google it for them. Well, then I found something. And I start, I didn't, I haven't used it in a long time. There is a, there is a, uh, a phrase that started flowing around. It's D-A-F-S. Do you know what that is? Mm. Do a fucking search. <laughs> is that like Google is your friend? Yes. <laughs> RT, like RTFM? <laughs> okay, now what's RTFM? Maybe read, I know. Read, read the fucking manual. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Okay, yeah. So, so... Okay, so measure a man. Yeah, is and a now really... I have to put an explicit tag on this episode. <laughs> what? Just because we used a few uh, illustrations? Uh, well, anyway, not so for worse, I guess. It's not, I, I, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I don't care. Okay. This is the beauty of podcasting. So go on. Go so on. so um, we got measure a man is, and you're right. I think we, this goes back to rhetoric. And rhetoric used to be taught. I mean, in, what they use, I, every time I hear people say oh, the rhetoric, what they really mean is vernacular. Mm. They do not mean rhetoric because the way, that, when I was taught this, Aristotle believed the rhetoric was the discovery of all means of persuasion. Mm. And, that, and since he was basically one of the, one of the guys there at the first, I, I tend to use his, his definition over any other. So Think about what that really means. Discovery of all available means of persuasion. That means you have to know nearly everything about everything to be able to find the right, the right form of, of information to be persuasive. Right. But isn't that, so, doesn't that fill up your brain? That, <laughs> so that goes on your side. But if you don't know how to use it, then you're lost because you're doing the Commander Rikers thing, just throwing it out there without making without making an argument. I'm not going to say, I do believe Riker makes an argument. I need to go back and watch that episode. I do believe he makes an argument, but it's, it's basically here it is. It is what it is. And you should decide this way. Yeah, it you appeals know? to reason. It appeals to reason, not. Right. Uh, but he doesn't appeal emotion. to the morals, the moral standards that Picard does. And you can't do that with data. You have yeah. to move. You have to transition from data to argument, and rhetoric does that. And we're yep. and most most people don't. So I, every time it's over the rhetoric, I said you don't really know what you're saying. You know, is I just the minute they the minute they say it, I'm like, okay, you you mean vernacular? Uh, mm -hmm. I wish they would fix it. But anyway, it, it's a school of thought. So there is to me they're. Um, they're just, uh, the, well, the word is diminished, but um, I, I'll stick with diminished. They're diminishing the value of rhetoric 
because we don't understand it. And I can only, I can tell you the centuries of people that have tried to understand rhetoric are myriads. They're like mm-hmm. 2,500 year people and we still don't have a good handle on it because information is always evolving, which means you're always finding new forms of persuasion. You don't know that you're finding them, but you do. Somebody eventually will create an argument using a new form, like I'll use a current uh, Trump going into Twitter. I totally understood that. The minute it happened, I, when, he, when, when he started getting news articles about his tweets, I totally got it. Click. Yeah. I don't care what he says. He, he's able to get past all the rigmarole to get his message out there. I totally get it. And I totally understand why they're trying to censor him too. So, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So speaking of that, oh, give me some good yeah. news. oh no, no. Before we get the, the there's one more. There, I was going to mention this. There's right. one more episode. It's a it's a two parter, and Picard and Doctor Crusher are stranded on a planet, mm-hmm. and they're telepathic with each other. Yes, I remember that. You remember, I remember the that. series. And she, and the, the it's just a really short little scene and won't take long for me to talk about this. And and they're telepathic with each other and they decide to and Picard picks up this direction and decides to go that way. And she says, Do you always do that? <laughs> and he says, What? And she says, You don't know which way to go, you just pick some way. <laughs> or something like that. I need to go back. I've only seen it like one time, but it really made an impression. I said, Yes, you just yes. pick something and go with it. You don't. That's right. It's your the odds of you picking something out of infinity and being the right direction is never better than point zero zero to the infinity one. Exactly. So exactly. I wanted to That's throw right. that out. Uh, it's, it, says, you know, Jordan Peterson said the exact same thing. He said, "Just pick something and go and for it." You'll create the logic behind it. Yeah. The action will create the logic that justifies it. I mean, exactly. Exactly. No, you're hundred percent right, man. I I'm, I'm with you. Okay. We're, <laughs> you know, we're going to become symbiont here pretty soon. I don't know. I don't know when it's going to happen. So any, which one is going to be the host and which one's going to be the, the symbiont that that's that. So, okay. The battle is on. I've got my eye on you, trill, man. The trill, the trill becomes, you know, the the the. the I couldn't think of the name. I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> the sum is greater than the the you know the parts. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we we've had our fun. Ho- hopefully, we had. I mean, I enjoy this kind of stuff when we do it because both in you and I can can geek out on our various things. Oh, yeah. now before we move on, I've got you another movie. Uh-huh. I got to think of which one. Did it have I let me think what the name of it was? I love me by the way, I love Meet John Doe. That is great. That movie was great. I really, really enjoyed it. The one with Gary the Gary Cooper and Barbara Stanwyck? <laughs> no, uh, is that the one the homeless guy? No. The what the heck's the guy? He was not homeless. He was uh like the regular Joe. I love these regular Joe movies. Do you have more? Of no, them? you're talking about the the one that's leaving leaving because he because uh, because he he doesn't ever age and he has to move. Oh no 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 not that one. That's uh that's um. So uh, you are talking about the Frank Capra movie with Gary Cooper yes. and Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. But yeah, but I love I love that. The John Doe Society and all that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And it's a pretty good, it's pretty good of like who's behind the scenes because um, honestly, the, the the publisher in this one is the, the Edward Arnold is the same guys that plays the, uh, the political machine in yes. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yes, yes, I recognize him. The same character, same character. So I haven't, what was the one? It, so and it's so damn apropos for today too. I it was is. Like, <laughs> we don't change. I know things. Situations change, but humans don't. We're more Those stable who, than uh, we like to pretend. Are doomed to repeat it, right? <laughs> yep. It's it's like it's close. Uh, I have a friend of mine 
who's a graphic facilitator. Actually, he's a cartoonist facilitator for Boeing. Mm, uh, and nice. I haven't, I, he and I haven't connected in a long time, but he has a cartoon where what he's talking about is he talks about iteration, but what he talks about is a spiral. It's not, it's, it's, it's a, you get really, really close. It's not exactly the same, but if you were looking at a line down, that's, that's your location. So you look line down a spiral, a 3D spiral that starts and gets great. It gets bigger. The spiral gets bigger. It's like a cone that mm -hmm. I had, finally had to figure it out. Um, and you're close. You're not exactly in the same position, but you're close to it. Mm. It's not, so it's it's a really, I need to go back and see if I can find it. Uh, I used to keep it on my hard drive to remind me, it's okay, when we're doing change work, we're close, we're never, we're never, and you and I've talked about this too, you never set your, you never set a foot in the same river. It's the same yeah. concept. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. if you have that, and I'm, I'm if you have that in mind, you're a lot, you're a lot more flexible. And you also, and this is one of the reasons that I, I believe in, in uh, original, the original constitution as it's written, because we're starting to see it play out is how strong that, that piece of rhetoric was. Yeah. And at, at this very moment, we're seeing it play out against postmodernism. Uh, I mean, they are they are in opposition at the moment. Well, you know what I think is amazing is that it's like uh, were the founders time travelers or something? You know, they, you you <laughs> tend to think that, don't you? That they knew that this kind of shit was going to happen, and then let's like put in the checks and balances just to just to make sure that it wouldn't. I mean, it's just so, it's just so ah uh, amazing. That the, so, it, so it, have you caught that the state of Texas is is suing the let's see the, um, they're suing four states Georgia being one probably uh, probably Pennsylvania Michigan and Wisconsin they're suing the state of Texas is suing the states of which uh, of, of those four they're suing them really yes. And so I, I was watching Steve Bannon's war room right before we got on the call and they were talking about this because it just dropped uh, overnight. Like, uh, what's his name? Ken Paxson is the attorney general for the state of Texas, dropped 100 and, 150 pages of, of case uh, documenting how the election is being stole by bureaucrats and mm -hmm. they're not constitutional bureaucrats. Baseless, without evidence. Right. <laughs> So, so it, it's, it's a really, it's a really, I need to go back. Uh, they say you need to read the thing is basically a playbook of how this thing's being stolen. Yeah. But they also brought out the guy that was talking about, I, I can't think of his name because I, I don't know him as well. He's one of his co-hosts on the war room and he's English. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah, he a, I forget the guy's name, but it's, it's, his, it's Raheem or something like that. Like, it's Raheem Kashim or yeah, he's like a really, like really Arab-sounding name, but he's yeah. he's totally English. He's English, <laughs> and he took part in the in the Bre in the whole Brexit thing. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where he that's where he put his bone where he pulls his bones from. Anyway, he was talking. And he says he was talking about this, and he said, "I love I or maybe it's Steve said this. I love Texas because Texas. No, it's regime said this." I love Texas because Texas believes that they can leave the union, and we do. We we have we have a treaty that we can we can leave the union at any time and be a republic. Mm -hmm. So what what they're doing, what he thinks they're doing, they're, they're holding. We have a treaty with the United States, and the United States is not holding it. The states are not holding up the Constitution. Oh, I love it. So uh, I mean, there's some. There's probably some nuances in there that I'm not getting yet because I haven't actually read it. But the idea of it is, is I'm, we're going to hold your feet to the fire, you son of a bitches. Yeah. There's another tag. Uh, <laughs> I so love, that you, I love. That's why I love Texas. I like. It's well, like that's what he's saying. I love Texas because we don't far, give a damn. You know, you know, don't uh, find out and f <laughs> fuck around and find out attitude, right? <laughs> right.
I, I mean, we 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 believe it. Don't mess with Texas, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, I found out. I found out afterwards that that's actually a like anti-pollution campaign. <laughs> it is. I remember when it started. But it's like, because, dude, this is so much better. <laughs> so, so if we're talking about time travel, or let's think, let's say that somebody, okay, we're going to use track. We're going to use uh, littering as a way to build up the mindset of Texans. So in 2020, they yeah. will mess with the United States and say, don't fuck with Texas. <laughs> we, I'm in my house using words that I would never use if my mom was still here. <laughs> anyway, um, so that's a new wrinkle. That's a new wrinkle um, uh, is to see wait, what happens. Wait, wait, wait. Is that good news? Is that good it news? It is good news, yeah, because right. they're saying you're – you're you're not gonna you cannot let bureaucrats steal what is not you cannot use bureaucratic logic and and legislation and those types of things to steal a constitutional election right you're not going to you're not going to be able to do that you're going to all this stuff safe harbor today's safe harbor safe harbor doesn't matter because it's not a constitutional date the constitutional date is set in amendment 20 and it's January the 20th. Mm-hmm. That's the only, only day. All the rest of this stuff is fall to all. All the rest of this stuff is fall to all until we get to the 20th right. of right. January. And even then, I'm not sure what's going to happen. because. It, um, the, so this would be funny if it goes to Congress. I, I, you heard that Ted Cruz is, is, has, a, has volunteered to argue before SCOTUS. Oh, man, I cannot wait to see that. I'm gonna pop some this corn. This is gonna pots. be fun. I, I'm telling you, and and my friend, you know, it's uh, as as I watch them be, I, as I watch my friends on the left be Riker, I'm sitting here being Picard. That's the way I think about it. With you, <laughs> I'm I'm love and it. It's, they just throw out the they throw out. In fact, I had it happen today. Throw out data in front of me. No argument. I think I think she said paranoid sheep or something like that and i'm like i'm kind of halfway thinking of going back to that that data set and reinterpreting the data in my way Mm. because if you give me that much data i should be able using what i what i what we've been talking about for the last what 20 or 30 minutes yeah oh oh my god it's nearly 45 minutes i can't believe it um (laughs) I should be able to take that and twist it around using sophistry to create meaning out of something she didn't mean. Yeah. Uh, and, and I haven't, I don't know if you follow this, but I, I'm totally not, a, I totally do not believe in sophistry. I, I, mm-hmm. I understand how it works and I can use it. I just prefer not to use it because it's, it's, it's not natural. And, and so whenever I was, when I was getting this in, in rhetoric, when I was getting all this stuff about sophistry, you go back. And so I used to think sophisticated was a good thing. And you know? I went back and looked it up because it's, it's got sophist on the front end of it. Oh yeah. You know what? Sophist, sophisticated is unnatural. Yep. It is yep. unnatural. And I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> So it's man, it's basically, it's man created. It's a creation of man. So sophistry is actually, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, 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 uh, mental gymnastics. It is. And and I don't know. I don't, I know you did philosophy. So I, I, I always try to know that you know more about philosophy than I do, but the rhetoric, if you go back and read, um, Gorgias is one of the, one of the most, known sophist where he does in praise of Helen and he goes in, he talks about seven or eight different ways that Helen shouldn't be blamed for starting the Trojan war. Oh, really? (laughs) I love it. I love it. And that, and that, and that is is Econium, Econium of Helen or something like that. You can read it. It's not really that long. And you go in there, and he he presents so many different perspectives. But our, uh, Aristotle and Plato hated this, and I think Socrates 
be a Play-Doh. We don't know what he actually thought too much. Um, because truth was not valued. The ad, because a value of truth. It's a perspective. It's a opinion. But it was not truthful. And really? So, truth uh, is not valued. That no, is- no, no. I'm talking about the Iconium of Helen by Gorgias. Ah, okay. It, it 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 did it didn't take and I it's this is like 25 years ago since I've read it but it's a, it's in my mind something that that you need the educated people need to know that when we're talking about spin this is you're in spin mode this mm-hmm. goes back 2,500 years to Gugaeus or maybe even further. Wow, wow. So. so- so you're you're feeling good then? It sounds like. Sounds like. Oh uh, well, I'm feeling good because I have a home after January, which means I'm <laughs> even if it's in California, I it, oh I'm not God. I'm not heating. I'm like, it's Grass Valley. It's not San Francisco. I don't know. I, I'm I miss San Francisco, but from what I'm from my what I'm hearing out here, I'm like, I don't really think I'm gonna miss that San Francisco. I have not been to San Francisco since uh, probably March. I used to go all the time. I know. I used to go all the time. And now what, I have, you're like I 30, 40 miles from it? Uh, 50 miles. 50, 50 miles. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like I said to my, because every now and then we used to go up there, like, just for the weekend, you know, for fun. Right. Just, tool around, grab some food, you know, go to bookstores, et cetera. And, and my wife's like, I don't want to go to San Francisco. I'm like, why not? She goes, I just don't want to go. I don't want to go, you know, it's, I don't, why, why would I visit, why would I want to visit a shithole? <laughs> I'm like, is yeah, it really I, that bad, Chris? I mean, I, I mean, I'm I don't know. I have not gone there myself to see how bad oh. it is. So I would, and you see, I'm, I'm big into observation, right? I mean, I could read right. all things which say, you know, don't go here, don't go there or do this, do that. But, you know, unless I see it with my own eyes, how would I know? I can't tell you if it's bad or not, right? Unless I actually go up there and see how bad it is. And, you know, it's probably not as bad as they all say, uh, but, you Worse know, than you, it's like than anything. You can imagine. Yeah. It's like, it depends on where you are, right? Within the city, right? If you're- yeah, yeah, okay. So, I, I mean, when, when they're talking about this is at Union Square, I'm like, Really, Union Square? Yeah. I mean, I could see it, and I could see it in the Tenderloin. You know, I totally understand that. You know, but you know, it, well, yeah. Uh, where else? Where else? Right? I mean, if they want to make this place into, if they want to turn this place into a shithole, and that is what I wanted to talk about. Luckily, we got to it like ten minutes before the end of the show. I. <laughs> so this is something that I've I think is, like I this feels true in my bones. It feels okay. true bones that we have been the, the elections have been stolen for a long, a long time. And the reason why California, New York, Illinois, all these places are blue, as blue as they are, is because of this stolen elections. It's not because people here want to live in shitholes. It's because, you know, they voted against living in shitholes, but they went and flipped those votes to to pro shitholes anyway. So that that's why it's like that makes it makes so to, it makes total sense now. Is that why would people want to live? Why would people want to vote for policies that turn their cities into shitholes? And now I realize they didn't. They haven't. Am I wrong? I think you've got a red pill coming your way. <laughs> oh no, I took the red pill a long time ago. I'm just like uh, yeah, like, but I mean adjusting. <laughs> You're uh, you're getting your second dose or or your booster shot or however you want to look or your that's your right my, vaccin- my vaccination booster your, shot your 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 supplement. So there, uh, you know you yeah know I dum- I dumbly believed I dumbly believed that you know all of this stuff was on the up and up, and now it, because I I questioned I like why would why do people continuously vote for people like Pelosi right? Continuously vote for people like Pelosi. And I'm like, what is the upside of voting for somebody like that? And then I realized there is no upside for voting somebody like that. The only reason she's in power is probably because they, you know, they stole the election. And I'm like, well, okay. So let let me, let me, and I don't know this to be true, but let let me kind of twist it a little bit. Let's hear it. The, 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 um, 
the environment of San Francisco, which is, I won't say the most liberal because I haven't been to Madison, Wisconsin, and I haven't been to Seattle. Mm -hmm. I have been to Portland. Um, But the environment, the culture of San Francisco is is totally inviting and, and, and liberal. In fact, I remember when I lived there that they were they would go down into um, what is it? Uh, Noe, Noe Valley. Yes. And, Noe Valley. And, and look at what people were wearing and they would build fashion. And I think this come out of a Malcolm Gladwell's tipping point. I think that's where yep. this where they would go in and the fashion designers would go see what people were wearing and build fashions off of it. Yeah. So that, that sets up the environment of anything goes, which leads into the, the liberal mindset. And I think we've talked about this too, is there is no limit to the liberal mindset. They do not put limits on it. At some point, this is like extending a metaphor. It's going to re. It's going to reach a natural limit, and they're going to pay a price for it. Mm-hmm. But it attracts a certain mindset. It's like the people that moved to California were a breed apart from the people that lived, stayed in the East. I mean, yeah. um, what they call it, uh, the pioneers. The pioneer yeah. mindset. We don't have a place to be pioneers except in cyberspace, really. Yeah, I mean, when's the last time you've heard of a uh, of a gold rush? You know, it, it, we'll find we'll find one somewhere. I don't know where it'll be, but I don't think we've explored all the all the the whole planet yet. But I think they're trying. But what I'm trying to get at is the culture of San Francisco attracts the mindset that would vote Pelosi in over and over again. That I well, say now, California. If you're expanding out of her district, that that calls into question a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, because I can't imagine Californians would keep voting in the same mindset over and over and over again, knowing that it's not doing them any good personally. Exactly. So, I mean, I totally understand the open mindedness. So I'm, and in fact, that's one of the things that drew me here. Right. The open-mindedness. And that's that is great. You know, I love the open-mindedness. However, you know, at a certain point, it gets to be, this is ridiculous, it's right? It's one-ended. It's, it's, it's a little open-minded with no end. It's open-minded yeah. to infinity. It's gone too human, far. It's gone too far. Not, and, humans and, not, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. There's, yeah. and, and I forget who says it. it Maybe it's Jordan Peterson says that the left, there is no limit to the left. They won't call each other out, even though they know it's wrong. Yeah, because and I think this is part of the thing that that has been running for probably about ten or fifteen years is, is um, do not uh, do not judge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so I would you know, obviously as a Christian I would get this in Sunday school. You, don't judge me. I'm like, I don't judge you. I judge your actions, which is how I eventually came to love the sinner, hate the sin. You have to be able to divorce the behavior from the person. And that for me, eventually that was easy, easy for me to do. Uh, the person behind it and their, I can hate their behavior and still like the person. Yeah. And okay, that's my delusion, but if that's the delusion I'm really comfortable with and I'm going to stay with it. So. So, so uh, you agree with me. That- I do. I think I so uh, I was so Lynn Woods. Are you familiar with the name? Uh, I've been following him for a while now. Okay, I don't follow him, but he he was saying the other day that California voted red. Mm-hmm. Now you talk about some explosions. I would almost like to be there to see that. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I would sit in a, I would sit in a pile of shit in San Francisco to see what's going to happen when they figure out that. The rest of the state finally got finally figured out that they voted red. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's I have friends that are going to melt down. I was um, so uh, a couple weeks now, maybe about a month ago. So my son's in at Davis, right? Um, right. And a couple, uh, maybe about like a month ago, uh, my other son and I drove up there the uh, to watch a movie. We went to see Tenet, 
which is interesting. I don't know if I told you about this before, but uh, interesting movie. You, you have to watch it, but watch it with subtitles. So because <laughs> there's the sound is not that good, but it's really yeah, yeah. the mind. You know, that's the thing with Christopher Nolan, right? All of his stuff is mind blowing. But so but that's not the point. The point was prior to seeing the movie, we went and grabbed lunch and then we drove around old Sacramento and you're familiar with old Sacramento, right? Right. So school old town they've got the you know they still have the the wooden yeah, side I got parking tickets there and all kinds of stuff yep i've yeah, been there yeah. many times so we're driving around old sacramento because we don't have much time so we just drove around real quick and they're like oh this is cool this is really neat right and we were we're going yeah we should come back one time and just spend more time here hanging out and this camaro drives up with a enormous pink women for trump flag <laughs> out the driver's window the flag's got to be like five by eight feet. It's it, huge, 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 taller than the car, right? And she's waving it back and forth. And, and you know, people are like, yeah, you know, they're applauding. And I'm like, really? It's like, in and, Sacramento? And like yeah, in Sacramento, in old Sacramento, like right in the heart of it, right? And people are applauding and whooping and 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 going, yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and I mean, there've been protests in Beverly Hills. There've been protests in Orange County. Now I understand that, right? But yeah, it's in Sacramento, like the heart of it all, you know, like- oh, The only thing you're not saying is- House. <laughs> yeah, yeah. now that was funny. I thought that was not, not only his house, his neighborhood. Oh man, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. so I'm like- Wow. And this is before the election. Right. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> and then, so, and then so, that it, it just, it just blows my mind that, you know, I'm seeing actual, you know, public exuberance for Trump right. in California. And I'm like, where am I again? <laughs> I know. It's, I, I know. I, I know. And, and so, my, so I have, um, I may have mentioned Ethel or not. Ethel, Ethel is a black woman that is a friend of mine yeah. in Alabama. Did, did yeah. I mention Ethel? You mentioned her once Ethel, before. Yeah. Yeah. Ethel is like, who are you? I'm like, <laughs> Ethel, I believe what I believe and you can believe what you, and so I'm more libertarian than most people think. I guess I'm more libertarian than most people think because I believe yeah. people, they can believe their own stuff. I'm not a proselytizer. I yeah. believe what I believe, but I am not here to convince you to believe what I believe. Yeah, but I in the same way, like you believe what you believe, and I'm not going to try and convince you. Whatever you know, you, you do what but you want. But I'm going yeah. to present my argument, and it's up to you to start. You know, um, start taking. I'm not saying you you got to believe. You got to watch this or say I don't do that. A lot of yeah. people do that to me, but I'm I'm like I don't on my Facebook page that is me saying. This is interesting. You should see this. And I get all yeah. kinds of stuff, you know. Yeah. So, well, yeah. But that's and me I, saying I, this is I, what I, what I, friend, I, the one that um, is mainlining CNN, she actually said to her, Well, I'm going to convert you to a Democrat. And like, first of all, my wife has never said she was a Democrat. She doesn't even, she doesn't vote Democrat, period. But it's like she actually came out right out to her and said, I'm going to, I'm going to convert you into a Democrat. And it's like, you know, who does that? Who does that? Are you, is this well, like old school sending the priests into the into the uh, savages and and turning him into Catholics? I mean, <laughs> well, you hit on that. That's that's the Christian that's the Christian rhetoric about going out and converting. Yeah, and, and until that, until until Christ made disciples, you didn't you didn't go out. You captured converts. You did not persuade converts. That was a yeah. that was a a change in the way that things were done and yeah. it's, so it's really funny about we're going to convert i'm going to convert you to democrat using the rhetoric the the underlying rhetoric of christianity because that's yeah. a, that's a, a christian doctrine is conversion yeah. Yeah. and not uh, what's the uh, oh and before i want to see what you think about this and uh, mm -hmm. we were talking about steve bannon and he was telling you just threw this out i'm about to make a meme and he said he, they were talking about dominion since we talked about this should have put it back then he said he said uh dominion uh 
they should be are they tab tabulators or calculators <laughs> so right i was i'm trying to figure out I, I need to remember how to use my software again i'm going to put a meme out this is dominion tabulate uh, tabulate 2020 cal not calculate 2021 <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I love it. And on that note, I got to jump because I have. I know, I know, you got to go. I got it. <laughs> this has been hey, awesome. This is a fun one. Wait. I really like this one. I, time just flew by. <laughs> we got to do this again, and we will. So I'll okay. talk to you next week, man. Talk to you later. Right, bye. bye. To be continued on the next episode of Oddly Incorrect.